necessary for you to advance and for you to succeed and for you to dominate in this day. Yes, he has. You've got to believe that. You have to know that for yourself. And then make sure you speak in words of affirmation over your life, that you're healthy, you're wealthy, you're strong in the Lord, you're blessed, you're highly favored. Speak that over your life. And lastly, speak to your world. Speak to what you want to see your day turn out to be. Command things to fall into line, your projects to be completed. Speak those things that you want to see and watch what happens. You have power to influence the outcome of your day. Amen. So take charge. Take charge of your life. It's, it's about time we take charge of our lives and not just allow our lives to spin out of control or just anything happens. You know, don't live your life by chance. Live your life by design. Don't let circumstances dictate who you are. But you make sure you dictate to circumstances who you are. Amen. But God is certainly knows what he was doing when he created you and he gave you power, he gave you authority, and it's up to you to use the power and the authority that he has given to you. You are not weak. You are stronger than you know. You are. You are not weak at all. If you are a child of God, if you're a believer, God has given you power. So you are not weak. You are much stronger than you could ever know. So when you feel weak, Say the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Amen. So you make sure that that weak weakness is really just a feeling. Okay, just a feeling. That's why you have to use your words now and speak to it and let the strength that's already inside of you. You know, the Bible says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So let the joy and let the Christ that's inside of you come to the forefront that you no longer feel weak, but you're now strong in all circumstances. And I know things happen in life and we get frustrated. We get tired of dealing with the same old things, same old issues, same old sickness, whatever the issues, we get sick and tired of it. And sometimes we feel so weak that, you know, we don't know what to do. And if we're not careful, we'll allow our weakness to bring us to a place of depression and despair. So in order for that not to happen, you must speak positively over your life, especially when you feel like you want to give up. Do not give up. Ask the Lord to reignite the strength that is inside of you and stir the gift and the energy that he has placed inside of you 
And you must get that tenacious, never give up attitude. Say to yourself, I will never give up. I will fight till I die. Amen. I will never give up. Get that tenacious spirit in you. That you're going to move, you're going to press on. That's why Paul said, I must press towards the mark, the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Simply means you're going to have to expel some energy physically, emotionally, and mentally to get over some humps in your life, to get over some and to get through some thick and some trying times in your life. You're going to need some energy. You're going to need some strength. And you must now rely on your Lord, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Rely on the promises that he has made to you. Rely on the word that he has left for us. For us to remember to read, to meditate upon, and to also speak over our lives. And to also stand in faith. Whatever God said about us is true. His thoughts towards us are true. Whatever the scripture reveals to us. Take it as gospel. Take it as truth. Apply it to your life, especially in weak moments. Amen. Because God, God has designed you to overcome. He has designed you to be the head and not the tail. Amen. You are a winner, not a loser. I want, just want to speak that again for somebody to hear. You are a winner and not a loser. There is nothing too hard for you because there's nothing too hard for the God that dwells inside of you. Amen. And so today I want to get back onto the principles of faith that we did part one yesterday. Today we're going to do part two. Let me just give you a quick reminder of part one. The first principle is, a, is the principle of existence. You must believe that God is, that there is a God and that he is active with regard to you personally. That means God actively cares about you, actively thinking of you, actively working things out for your good. You must believe that. To operate in the higher levels of faith and to move and to do things that you have never done, to see what you have never seen, listen, you have to move to higher levels of faith. And you must be able to know and understand that no matter what you're going through, no matter what your struggles are, God is not aloof to your situation. He knows he's actively participating. He's actively helping you and strengthening you. He's actively um, in relationship with you. He's active in regard to you personally. Personally, he knows your life. He knows your ideals, and he's the one that's been keeping you all along. You may think it's just you. You may think it's your intellect, but it's not. It's the God that's inside of you. Amen. So that's principle number, principle number one. Principle number two, you must believe in the invisible. It's the principle of the invisible. You must be prepared to believe in things with with. Believe in things beyond your experience, the experience of your senses. You must be able to believe in things that have never happened before in your world, things you have never experienced. You must be able to believe in those things. Amen. In order to believe uh, angels you've never seen, angels are invisible to your eyes unless they manifest themselves in a human form that 
that you can actually see them. For the most part, we have never seen angels, but they exist. So you must be able to believe in the invisible. Demons exist. Most of us never seen one. And so you must be able to believe that there is evil and it's invisible. You can't see it, but it's active. But there's also good spirits, good spirits, angels of the Lord. They are invisible, but they are active. And so if we're going to move to higher levels of faith, you must be able to believe in the principle of the invisible. Be prepared to believe in things beyond your eyesight, beyond the experience of your senses. You must be able to believe that things can happen that has never happened before in your life. Jesus said to John, I'm sorry, Jesus said to Thomas in the book of John, chapter 20 and verse 29. He said, Thomas, because you have seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, yet they have believed. None of us have seen Jesus in the physical because he's no longer here in the physical. We simply have to believe in his existence. And of course, the records of the, the records of the world, our time, matter of fact, we're in the age of AD, right? We had BC before Christ and AD in the year of our Lord or since Christ came to the earth. So that's proof that he was here. We can read it in scripture. We can read it in history. It's proof that he's that he was here. The Bible tells us he's now seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And in, in, in a seated in heavenly places, we are seated in him in Christ Jesus. And so the Bible lets us know that there is an invisible realm. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So the Bible tells us the eternal realm is the unseen realm. And if we are believers, and if we're going to walk in greater levels of faith, we must believe in the invisible. Just because we can't see God does not mean there is not a God. Just because you can't see germs, it doesn't mean germs does not exist. Germs do exist. Matter of fact, germs can get you sick. And so as people of God, we must be prepared to believe in things beyond our experiences. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, or even what we can see, God is able to do it. And so as children of God, if we're going to grow in our faith, we need to stop limiting um, what God can do in our lives based on what we have experienced, what we know, what our history was, what our past is. We cannot limit God to our failures or even to our success. God is outside all those things. And no matter if it has never happened before in your life, a person of faith must believe that it can happen. Simply because it never happened before, you must believe that it can happen. And with faith, you could achieve what has never happened before. You know, as I read the story of the Wright brothers, 
those are the creator of the airplane, people told them that if God wanted men to fly, he would have given them wings. People told them that they were crazy and that they were going to kill themselves. But they had faith in their design. They had faith in the vision of a flying machine. And they stuck to it, even though they have never seen it before, even though it never happened before. They had faith and they stuck to their plans. They stuck to their vision until today we can fly from one continent to, the, to another in aircraft, in an airplane, simply because two brothers came into agreement and they stuck to their vision. Listen. Just because it never happened before in your life doesn't mean it cannot happen. Just because nobody in your family, in your generation ever graduated from college doesn't mean you can't do it. Amen. Just because your generation have not succeeded in certain areas, it doesn't mean that you won't succeed in those areas. You know, there are generational curses that you know, you feel it's going to happen to you. No, you must break those things. And just because it happened in your generations, it doesn't mean it must happen to you. You must believe and be prepared to believe in things that's beyond your experience, even beyond your senses. As children of God, faith requires it. Amen. Romans 1 and verse 20 says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. So the Bible is saying when we see the natural thing, we the natural things, we must believe that the natural things came from the, the invisible realm. The sun, the moon, the stars. Everything, it came from the unseen realm. Matter of fact, we can say things in the seen came from the unseen. Amen. It's important that we understand that. Otherwise, our faith will never grow. If our faith is based upon what we can touch and feel and what we could understand or what we can conceptualize, our faith will not grow. Our faith will simply be limited to the seen realm to the physical realm. But as people of God, if we're going to walk by faith, the Bible said the just shall live by faith. If we're going to move into that realm, then we must be ready to receive and to believe for things that has never happened before in our lives, things that we have never experienced. We must be ready to receive those things in our lives. I'm reminded of um, Elisha. When Elijah was, was surrounded by the Syrian army in Gehazi, his servant says, Master, what are we going to do? But Elijah says, Fear not, for they that be with us are far more than they that be with them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And then Elijah prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of Gehazi. And he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah and the Syrian army. Listen, sometimes all we need is for God to open our eyes. 
to see what he has prepared for us, to see his divine provision and protection that he has for us. Sometimes you've got to ask God, God, just open my eyes that I may see what you're doing in my life. That's all it takes sometimes, you know, to get us out of the valley, to get us out of the muck and the mire. It's simply for God to open our eyes. You know, um, Elisha's servant thought they will, they will be subdued. They will be conquered. They were about to be overrun. They were about to be captured. But Elijah says, no, just, just you just don't understand. There is more here for us than those that are against us. And let me encourage somebody here. If God be for you, who can be against you? If you have God on your side, you may be one, but you are in the majority. Amen. You can, if, you, if God is standing with you, you are in the majority. Amen. Because no weapon form, amen, can overwhelm you, can conquer you if God be for you. And so as children of God, you must be willing to expect and walk in expectation and that you will see what you've never seen. You will do what you have never done and you will experience what you have never experienced in your life. Amen. You see, as people, as, as people of God, we need to extend our faith out to the future beyond the present and see the future, see change coming to us. We must believe that even though I've not experienced it, I can experience it because there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Amen. And so let me just encourage you. I know life is tough. Life brings us so many challenges. And, you know, there's so much past failures, past shame, past weaknesses, so many things we did in our past. And it sort of will tug at our faith. You know, sometimes we say, God, we don't pray so many times and this never changed. And because of that now, I believe it will never change. Or I'm just going to go do what I think I just need to do. You know, because past failures will cause us will, or will cause doubt. But in the midst of this, you've got to say, Lord, open my eyes. Remove doubt from my system. Show me, God, what I am not seeing. Cause me to hear what I am not hearing. Because I know your words are true. You promise to be by my side. You promise you never leave me. You never forsake me. That is your word. And God, you cannot go back on your word. You promise that your angels are encamped around about me. And they even bear me up in their hands. That means they hold me up. They are my support. This is your word, God. And your word cannot fail. Heaven and earth will pass away before one of your word ever fails. And so in these times, in these seasons, this is when we got to go to God and say, God, just open my eyes. Give me what is missing in my life that my faith may leap and go to a whole nother level. And just as how you open the eyes of the servant of Elisha, I ask you to open my eyes that I may see. I may see the invisible 
Amen. And that my expectation could go to a whole nother level. Father, we know that there's nothing too hard. How many know that there's nothing too hard for the Lord? You have to know that for yourself. There's nothing too hard for God. And because there's nothing too hard for God, you got to say this to yourself. There's nothing too hard for me. Amen. Because there's nothing too hard for the greater that's inside of me. And if there's nothing too hard for the greater that's inside of me, then there's nothing too hard for me. I am able to do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So this is the season that you begin to expect what you have never seen. You be prepared to believe in things beyond the experience of your senses, in things that has never happened before in your world. Remember I said you got to speak to your world. If you want to see new things, you want to see things never that never happened before in your world, use your words and speak by faith. Amen. Think it, speak it, expect it. It's going to become your reality. God will create the process. God will cause it to be established in your life. The Bible says you decree a thing and it shall be established. That is the word of the Lord. It really is. And we just got to take the word very, very simple. As it is spoken, receive it. As you receive understanding, it should create and cause your faith to grow. The Bible said we only perish because we lack knowledge or because we reject knowledge. Well, don't reject the word of God. It is truth. It is sharp. It is powerful. Amen. That's the word of God. It has power to transform itself. Amen. It has power to bring change to your life. It has power to change your life in the most beautiful ways. Amen. But you've got to use it. Use the tools that God has given you. Amen. The Bible said he has given us all things that is necessary for life and godliness. But it's up to us to use the tools that God has given us. Remember I said, God did not set you up to lose. He's not raising up Pee Wee Hermans. He's raising up Terminators. People who are solely, completely dedicated to fulfill their purpose. There is purpose on your life. Amen. There is purpose. And no devil in hell can stop God's purpose from being completed and accomplished in your life. If you know that, you can trust God and he will turn your life around. Remember, it must work out for your good. Amen. And so I pray that this morning manna will bring some encouragement to your life and cause you to see what you have never seen and bring you to a place and a level of understanding that you can go and you can grow and you can achieve and become all that God had in his mind for you to be, for you to become. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for the blessing of every day. Thank you for your word for our lives. Thank you, God, for the training of our minds. You said, God, we must not be conformed to this world, but we must be transformed by the renewing of our minds, the retraining of our minds. 
that we can prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will for our lives. And Father, I pray that this morning that people's faith will be energized as they reconnect with your word. I remember what Jesus said to Thomas. Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen, yet they believe. And so I pray, God, that this morning, your children, your people, even though they have not seen great things, God, they have not experienced some great things, some miracles in their lives. They may not have experienced healing and deliverance, but Father, I pray they will develop the faith for it. Cause them to see and to know and understand that just because it has not happened yet doesn't mean that it cannot happen. Just because they are not healed yet, it doesn't mean that they won't be healed. Just because they're not delivered yet, just because they're still in the battle, it does not mean they will not come out victorious. Amen. Father, cause them to see that their current circumstance cannot dictate their future expectation that you have in and for their lives. And so, Father, I thank you. Thank you for their eyes now being open that they may see the brightness of the glory that you have for them. Your word said, if it was in this life only that we had hope, we will be as men most miserable. And so today, God will refuse to be miserable because we have no vision for the glory that you have for us. The word of God tells us the suffering of this present time cannot be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. And so, Father, open our eyes to the glory. Open our eyes to the blessing, to the greatness, to the authority and the power that you have bestowed upon us. And for this, Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise. Now we thank you for the favor that is up on our head, the increase that is on our hands, the swiftness that is on our feet. Thank you again for forgiving our past, preserving our present, and guaranteeing our future. For there's not a feeble one amongst us. We're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, O God, in the power of your might. And though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we give you praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray.